Hi and welcome to this Formula One podcast. This podcast is a part of Podcast Sports. And my name is Oscar. I'm here with my co-host, Daniel. Hello. On a quick note, actually, I have to say that I'm still learning about F1 and I don't know everything, but I find it really interesting and I'm working on it. So I have Daniel with me. He's He knows a bit more about it. Yes. So, Daniel, could you tell us a little bit about the rule changes this season? Surely. We're going to start off with the uh, major one, which is a simplified front wing. Now, if you looked at F1 last season, uh, the front wings were filled with all these slow things on top that was going to help with airflow around and increasing downforce for the car and everything to make the car better to drive, really. But what it also made was the cars behind it would have a very hard time uh, driving past or overtaking because it would create what they would call dirty air of this. Like, it was too much. Like, the front wing did too much to help the first car. So it, it was, like, really hard to just overtake. So this season, they tried to make it uh, way simpler, not all this stuff everywhere to like mess, make the less turbulent air and to give more overtake opportunities for cars behind. That also meant that there been some changes on the so-called barge boards, which is right behind the front wheels, and also some changes on the back spoiler and the DRS, uh, yeah, brick. Uh, so everything to make it a little bit easier to overtake and well, we'll see if it has the desired effect. It's been a little bit, uh, sh- a little bit split opportunities, or should I say, not opportunities. Uh, what people think, people think a little bit differently if this will help or not. But we'll see. But in other words, now, the, the cars could very well be more un- harder to control. Yeah, although looking at the preseason, it hasn't seemed to be that much drop in in say downforce and everything that makes the car. That easy just sucks to the ground. So it seems like the teams have found a solution. But yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. Uh, see how they how it turns out. Yeah, that's going to be a thing to look uh, at, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. One of the big changes coming up for the 2021 season. Uh, but that, yeah, that is still a bit away. This is the first step. Yeah, so we do, do we have some other changes or in rules in any way? Yes, there is one minor one that just came a few days ago who is, well, it's been also very split, but I would say more on the negative side, sadly. And it's that you will now get a point for fastest lap in a race. But you will only get this point if you finished in the top 10. And the, what people uh, that I've read about and I've, I've, uh, I've heard, what they dislike the most is that the top 10, well, for them, like one point, like why should they get absolutely if it's mostly getting to you know the top three teams which is probably going to win most of the like fastest races but instead why not give it to the bottom 10 so they actually have something to fight for like oh okay this race is not going good we had some really bad luck we have maybe a like we have some in problems with the car but at least we get one point even if we can't finish top 10 but yeah not what they're going to do so yeah we'll see how it turns out but it definitely could have been done better, I think. Yeah, in my opinion, that will, that will only make the the like the best teams go away even further in the point system. 
it definitely feels that way because I don't see like because in order to beat one of those teams like yeah you can put on new fresh tires and you can put your car into overdrive pretty much like into the quality pace that you can like turn up your engine but since you have you have limited amounts of engines you have limited amounts of wheels uh I don't know if too many teams are actually going to be willing to take that risk of of losing some more engine for later down the season, burning an extra set of tires just to get that one point. So, yeah, yeah. it's probably going to end up just bulking the top three teams to get even further away from than before. Yeah, and the tires, if I'm not mistaken, is it? Yeah, uh, it's been made simpler too for. Uh, for people to understand what they're what they're doing pretty much before last season you can see all these colors on the tires you can see the uh the uh ultra soft you can see the hyper soft two different kinds of purple you can see the soft yellow and medium so white and like all these different colors and there were just so many well this season they turned it into three so every race you're allowed to have three set of dry tires And the softest compound is always going to have the same color, red. The medium compound is always going to have the same color again, yellow. And the hardest compound is always going to be white. So it's going to be easier to keep track of for every race, which tire they're on. If it's the softest, it's the hardest, it's the mediums. Like It's going to make it easier to follow when you're watching it from, from home. Yeah, because last season, in my opinion, it felt ridiculous. It was super soft. Like It, it was... Soft, soft, and another soft, almost. Like, it was ridiculously amount yeah. of soft. Yeah. <laughs> There is soft, super soft, hyper soft, ultra soft. So, there were four softs just last season. Well, now we have one soft. So, <laughs> yeah. even though all the outer tire compounds are still there, but for the for the viewers, it's going to be just B3. So, it's yeah, it's going to be make it easier for people watching. Definitely. So, Daniel, we also have a lot of team changes. I think it's almost in my when the seasons I have seen this has to be a record in some way. So, how much do we have there? Well, we have a few a few changes definitely, and I'm only taking up like the major ones. There are some small smaller ones in some other teams, but yeah, here are the four biggest you can say. We're going to start off with Red Bull, who has changed an energy manufacturer for this season. They've been running for, with Renault now for a couple of seasons. And last season, absolutely, if your name was Ricardo, you had really bad luck with those engines. And yeah, this season, they're going to run with Honda. The same as their sister team, Toro Rosso, ran with uh, last year. So that's going to be one of the most interesting things I see, I think, this season. See how the Red Bull will fare with the Honda engine in the back instead of a Renault. Now, added to that, we have two teams who have changed name since last season. First, we got one team that actually did it halfway through the last season, which is Racing Point. They were called Force India at the start of the last season. Then they went into liquidation. They were ran out of money, but they got bought and they got changed name to Racing Points. And yeah, now they're back. They officially call Racing Point. They have money behind them. So yeah, they're they're officially really back. The other team is Alfa Romeo. Uh, last year, they were in as a title sponsor to Sauber, but now it's only Alfa Romeo Racing. So Sauber is completely gone from the name, even though it's the same team principle, uh, same same mechanics, everything. Like, But yeah, the name is different. 
And the last one is a change of team principal at Ferrari. It got announced a few months ago now that Maurizio Arrivabene has left and get replaced by Mattia Benotto, who's been working inside the Ferrari team for quite a few years, uh, been working with development of the car, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, now he's taken over as team principal, and so far it's looked very positive uh, in the team. It looked very, a very happy team at the start before the season really starts. So it's yeah, interesting to follow what that change can can bring. Yeah, that, that's going to be interesting following. And I'm actually throwing us straight into the driver lineup where those change, big changes that I've been talking about happen. Yes. Now I'm going to run through every team and the drivers just to make sure that you know every driver and, and where they won last year and stuff like that. So starting with the Mercedes, which won last season. Uh, they actually remained their, they uh, regained their drivers from last season, one of two teams to do so. So they still have Lewis Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas. Uh, following up that, we have Ferrari, who has Sebastian Vettel, still stay, staying here. And new guy from Sauber last season, Charles Leclerc. Now that is, he had an amazing first season with Sauber. So really interesting to see what he does in a Ferrari. Moving on to Red Bull, uh, Max Verstappen is now officially the first driver after battling it out with Ricardo for a few years. And next to him is Pierre Gasly, last season in Toro Rosso. Him also, just like the current first season in F1 last season, had a really good year. Interesting to see what he'll do in his second year in a bigger team. Moving on to Renault, which finished fourth. To clarify, I'm taking these in the position they finished last season. So yeah, just to clarify. So Renault, they brought Daniel Ricciardo from Red Bull, which was a massive shock when it dropped in the middle of last season. And he's going to be working with Nico Hulkenberg, uh, which I think is going to be a really interesting driver lineup to follow. Uh, but over then we had Haas, which is the second team to remain both their drivers. Both Romain Grosjean and Kevin Magnussen is still here. Moving on to McLaren with two new drivers. We have Carlos Sainz uh, coming from Renault, where he was last season, and coming from finishing second in F2 uh, last season, we have Lando Norris. Another interesting team, like a young, promising team. It's going to be interesting to follow them. Moving on to racing points, and as earlier said, World Force India. Sergio Perez is still here, but he's now joined with Lance Stroll last season in Williams. Interesting to see what they can do. Moving on to Alfa Romeo with also two new drivers. First off, we have Kimi Raikkonen joining from Ferrari, which is an interesting, uh, interesting deal. You almost thought that he would finish, like he would quit after last season out of contract with Ferrari, but no, he's signing on for two more years. And next to him, we have last season's third driver for Sauber, Antonio Giovinazzi. Interesting Italian driver. Moving on to Toro Rosso, we start with Daniel Kvyat with his third attempt at a drive with Toro Rosso. Last season, he was the third driver for Ferrari. And next to him is Alexander Albin, 
he finished third in the F2 championship last season. Now, the last team is Williams. And we're going to start off with Robert Kubica. Last season, a third driver for Williams, but this is actually his first proper seat in F1 since his near-fatal crash eight years ago. Very interesting to see what he can bring this season. And alongside him, we have the winner from the F2 Championship last season, George Russell. So, well, it's a really interesting starting lineups. Yeah, who do you... And it's been changed in pretty much every single team. Yeah, (laughs) who of the new guys in every team? Like, I'm counting everyone who has moved team. I'm counting in that one. And everyone is new in F1. In your opinion, who's the biggest, like, who's the best one who has changed teams? Who has done the biggest improvement? Now, that is an interesting... Because we got Daniel Ricciardo, who's proven at Red Bull for a few years. Moving to Renault, that is an interesting move. But at the same time, Ferrari had have now acquired what some would say the seventh best driver, definitely the seventh best driver last season, if not even higher, in Charles Leclerc, which brought the Sauber up from almost bottom place the season before to actually being fighting for points and being in the... Um, in Q3, many races last season, way before the Sauber car was actually good enough. So, I can't really decide between those two, but those are definitely my my uh, my two names that I look forward to the most. And correct me if I'm wrong here, but wasn't the engine Ricardo had problems with? Wasn't that a Renault engine? Wasn't that? It was. Yeah. And I saw him the last Which is a, races. He was really angry. Yeah. There were even, I remember a um, an interview you had, maybe it was three races left to go or so of the season. And in the interview, he, he said like he almost uh, thought about not racing the last few races because he was so tired. He'd just come off another race where, he, uh, where the engine just gave up on him. He couldn't finish the race. It happened so many times last season. Uh, he fin- he did finish the season for Red Bull, um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. Was it the engine? <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's a weird thing. You have problem with the engine, so then you move to the team that that made the engine. Like, <laughs> interesting choice. So let's move on to the tra- info for the track. It, I know it's in Australia. Could you tell us some more about the first track of this season? Yes. The first track we're going to is Albert Park, uh, located in Melbourne, Australia. And uh, it's been the first track now for a few years in a row. It's seen as a very fast technical track. And uh, it's been it's going to be a really interesting race. One of the most tricky, the most tricky corner, I would say, on this track to watch out for is uh, turn 15, which is the second second to last a hard left-hander uh, right before you enter enter the start-finish straight. It's very important there to get a good run, either to both not run out and run uh, wide on taking the corner, but at the same time getting enough speed going on so you can actually accelerate down the start-finish straight. So that's, that's definitely the main corner to look out for when you're watching this race. But now talking about this race and... So predictions about this, yeah. and I'm going to let you start with this because I've talked enough. Yeah. Uh, what is your predictions for this race? Any like which team do you think you're going to win, and do you, is there any teams you're going to have an extra eye on? 
I'm going for the like the podium when it comes to teams first. I'm actually going here. I'm going Ferrari, Mercedes, Red Bull in this race. And I'm going... So they're going to finish uh, one each on the podium? Yeah, I'm going Ferrari first in this race. Then Mercedes, then Red Mm -hmm. Bull. And uh, I'm going with the first drivers in the teams, like Vettel, Hamilton, Verstappen there. That's for the race. And I'm really worried about Williams in many ways there. I think they will have a hard time. But I really, I don't really have nothing in surprises. That's way too early for me. Yeah, it's like uh, Williams. If you talk about them, they had a really bad preseason. Came starting almost, almost three days late, arriving, and yeah, they're they're. <laughs> this is an even field, I would say. They're they're the top three teams, but the rest is very even. But sadly, it feels like Williams is right now far off the back and i hope that will change i hope it'll become a really interesting season all the way through even down to 10th place but yeah right now they seem to be slightly below everybody else yeah so the same question back about the race there who do you think like the top three teams and the podium and all that stuff yeah i'm probably actually gonna go with the same as you actually on the podium it's probably gonna be vettel winning and Hamilton is probably going to get third and uh, second, sorry, and Verstappen third. I'm actually going to agree with you there. Now, a team that I would going to keep an eye out for is Haas, and that's mainly just because of what happened last season. They had a really strong preseason last season, and then they came into the race and they were put in, they were in fourth and fifth place, I believe, when they went in for the first pit stop, and both had just critical failure on the pit stop and lost a wheel each. So they had to, you know, a, a wheel wasn't put on correctly. And they had to both cancel the race within just a few laps of each other. So from having a really, really good race, they just started the race, the the entire season off on the back foot because uh, just disastrous on, on the in the uh, in the pit stop. So I really hope for them they're going to have a better start. And yeah, if they do, it's going to be really interesting to see where they can finish. Yeah, that has be, has to be really frustrating for the drivers. Like a wheel is just coming off. Yeah, and in the first race too, you want to start the season, you're ready, you're pumped up. Then you just see the wheel go off. Yeah, literally, the wheel go off your wagon. <laughs> yeah, like you you can't do nothing. Like it's it's impossible. Yeah, but actually, yeah. let's go over to the seasons predictions here, and I'm yes. going to throw mine out from the top down. I have Mercedes in first place. I have uh, Red Bull in second place. Ferrari in third. Then after that, in fourth place, I have Renault. Fifth place, Alfa Romeo. Sixth, I have Haas. Seventh, Racing Point. Eighth, Toro Rosso. Nine, McLaren. And tenth, Williams. It's my prediction there. Yeah, some some, uh, same as me, definitely, but some major differences on the top at le- uh, after all or really I would say yeah. I actually think Ferrari is going to win this season like they're going to win the the, uh, the team championship the constructors now Mercedes is going to come second for me and Rebel third and looking at the preseason as it is Mercedes uh, it feels like Red Bull is closer to Mercedes the Mercedes is, is close to Ferrari 
at the moment, at least if you only look at preseason. That is also going to be a very interesting thing to see when Australia comes around. But yeah, that's the top three. Moving down, we have for fourth for me is Renault. Fifth, Haas. Very interesting battle there. Sixth, we have Alfa Romeo. And then seven to ten is actually the same as you. Racing Point, followed by Toro Rosso, McLaren, and last, and probably by a margin, Williams. And I have one thing more, actually, in prediction part that we haven't talked about beforehand. Our podium choice when it comes to drivers and end of the season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who will win the drivers' championship? Now that is an interesting. Yeah, point. I'm actually going Hamilton there at first. Verstappen, Wettel. Mm-hmm. I'm going in the same direction that my prediction for the teams, right there. Yeah, I'm actually going to do a weird thing. I think Ferrari is going to win the constructors, but I still think that Hamilton is going to win the drivers. Not by much, but he's going to win it. But then we have Vettel second. We're stopping third, and I'm also going to say that Leclerc is going to finish fourth. And that, the fourth position of him, is going to allow them to drop, uh, get above Hamilton and Bottas in, in Mercedes colors. Yeah, I'm think also Bo- going to say that. I, think it's like, I, I still think Hamilton's going to win, but Ferrari is still going to win the constructors. I think Bottas will have a harder time than last season, but I, I think they still will pull it off, like Mercedes winning the constructor. Bottas had a really bad season last season. He, he could have won so many races, but there's things happening. Absolutely, if you look at uh, what happened in Azerbaijan at the Baku, where his back wheel literally just exploded. Uh, he was in the lead, and it was uh, like three laps to go, and his right back wheel just exploded on him. And yeah, he was in comfortable lead, and he wouldn't have won the race. Now, if he has the same luck, then yeah, it's going to be hard, but if he actually has the be- better luck, then yeah, it's actually going to be perhaps closer than, but it's definitely going to be closer than it was last season, probably then. Yeah, but I think this is one of the last seasons. This is one of the absolutely last seasons that Boras will keep this level. Like they Do you will, think he will start uh, falling will, down? Yeah, I think he's, he will be de- declining. Huh. Like going down. Almost. I, 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 See Mercedes picking someone else up in a few seasons, like replacing him. Yeah. I, see, I see that coming. Maybe he will go down Bottas in to another team. I don't know really what will happen, but I, I think they will go down the road that many other teams are doing right now, like getting a younger driver. That's, that's, that's really going to also be interesting because there were some rumors even last season that Bottas was going to be replaced. Um even mid-season or maybe even now in the off-season, but it never happened. And to be fair, they have an interesting driver from last season that is right now the third driver, I believe, for Mercedes is Esteban Ocon, which did a really good race, really good season last season. So it's not that actually that surprising if, say, Bottas get replaced by Ocon for next season, but yeah. Yeah, I see that one coming because the other, the biggest two, Threats to Mercedes are doing it. Yeah, I'm seeing the trend. Ferrari, Leclerc, and Red Bull with Gasly. Yeah, I'm seeing like a trend here. Some in a lot of places. Some of the like lower teams, they are picking picking up those drivers. They're getting replaced. That's perfectly natural for them. Like it's still good drivers like Raikkonen and 
Ricky Arrow, they're still really good drivers. Yeah. So so they, they, that will help them. But a lot of teams are picking up younger drivers mm. as a second driver. Okay, I don't know if everyone will be the second driver, but they're kind of na- yeah. the natural posi- position for them. Yeah, definitely an interesting thing to keep an eye out for. That that would be really interesting to, to look at. Because yeah. I like this, actually. It's a lot of fresh, young drivers in this one. This will be one of the most exciting seasons I have watched, at least in that way. Yeah, I agree. And there are so many drivers that we can't, like, we can't say really how good they are in the F1 level. So yeah, it will be an yeah. interesting season. Indeed. Now, before we start moving towards the the end, we have we have to mention the death of one Charlie Whiting which was, among other, the F1 race director, a safety delegate, and head of F1 technical department, who just yesterday died in his sleep at the age of 66. Now, he's been working for the FIA for 36 years, and he's been doing... 30 years, sorry, for 30 years. And he's been doing some amazing work there. It's... um, Definitely not what you expected um, right before the start of a new season. But yeah, here we are and he's definitely going to be missed. Yeah, I think he will be honored in the first race or maybe actually the whole season. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. No, he, he has been really he's busy. He's been a very big part of F1 and it's going to take a lot to replace him and replace all the work that he's been doing. They're, they're like shocked in one way there. Uh, that's what I've seen yeah. at least. Yeah. So yeah, we're rounding this off, and I hope you like this F one podcast. And uh, I'm happy to have my co-host here. That could uh, yeah <laughs> bring out more information than me. Yeah, funny to be here. Looking forward mm-hmm. to uh, the next episode after Australia in front of the second race. Exactly. Then we will be talking about a little bit how Australia went and the future also. So don't miss that. We're on Spotify. So yeah, thanks for this listening to this episode. And we'll see you in the next one. That's all for us for this time. Bye. Bye.